Welcome to the Decompression Chamber. My name is Andrea, and joining me this week is Al, a Navy veteran. Really excited to have him on. Hi, how are you doing today, Al? Not too bad, thanks. Uh, surviving this rain out my way. How yeah. about you? Uh, about the same. We we had some rain as well. Are you upstate, or where are you at? Yes. Oh, yep, okay. I'm actually uh, Newark, New York. Oh, okay. Fantastic. Yeah. So it was a few thunderstorms today, but it was all while I was indoors. It was dry by the time I had to head home. Thank God. So <laughs> awesome. So are you from uh, upstate originally? Yes. Yeah. Born and raised Syracuse. Okay. Nice. Nice. And uh, what was, uh, what was growing up in Syracuse like? Well, this is back in the seventies. Uh, we had a lot of fun neighborhood kids. We'd uh, get together and, Cops and robbers, guns, slingshot wars, crab apple wars. Uh, we had a hill behind our development where wintertime we'd ice it down and oh, hell <laughs> go yeah. sledding and survive it. Uh, the things you can't do nowadays, we were able to survive. So, uh, Well, yeah, all the things that sound like just a blast and you never see kids doing anymore. Like No, it's just sad. Yeah, I mean, even sledding, you know, something that's high velocity, you know, and, and icing it down, I mean, you're... We're talking spraying cold water on it, salting it down. I mean, stomping yep. it down, packing it down, turning that, yeah, just into a... Yeah. Make the yeah. jumps, go flying, miss the safety area and hit the road and hopefully car wasn't coming by, you know, all that good stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe you'd have the foresight to put a spotter down there, especially after you lose a couple of kids, but, you know, get, get no, to safety when you can. That's yeah, that smart. <laughs> that, oh, that sounds like an awesome childhood, though. Like anywhere where it snows and you can have, you know, a little sledding hill or something like that is, it's pretty sweet. I I missed out on that, but uh, yeah. awesome. So, um, you know, growing up, did you know anyone? Have any family in the military, or what were you thinking? Yep. No, actually, uh, my family. God, I I couldn't even give you an accurate count how many were in the military. Uh, father. Oh, wow. Many, many cousins, uncles, and my great-grandfather was in. Wow. So we come from a line of military individuals. That's awesome. Now, my dad was in the military, too, but it was before I was born. Was your dad still in uh, when you were growing up? No, he was a Korean vet. Okay. Wow. And then a cousin in Vietnam. Wow. Uh, so I, I missed those when I was born, finally. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, growing up in the 70s, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully you missed uh, Korea and Vietnam, yeah. uh, unless yeah. you've discovered time travel. Um, but wow, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty impressive. What uh, branch uh, was your father in? Uh, he was also Navy. Uh, a couple uncles were Army. Another uncle was Marine Corps. Awesome. Uh, I guess kind of like a second cousin was Air Force. So we've been scattered amongst all of them. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, well, and yeah, the person who hit Air Force is probably, you know, early in the pipeline of that particular branch too so <laughs> yes yeah we always we used to pick on them when uh, whenever we get around it's like oh don't you know, scuff your nails be careful <laughs> well yeah imagine <laughs> if someone from you know someone joined the space force in your family now it'd just be like oh god yeah <laughs> you know you better look up to your second cousin who is in the air force a real branch <laughs> <laughs> exactly i have to give him credit for that one <laughs> yeah yeah of course <laughs> okay, so you had it all around you. I mean, did you think about joining when you were growing up? Did you think of it as like an inevitability or were you trying to avoid it? No, I actually, I, I never really 
thought of it till I was older. Um, and the neighborhood kids, we'd all get together. Back then, it was the big Bigfoot thing. Yeah, yeah. So we were all wanted. We it was all about seeing Bigfoot, hunting Bigfoot. That's what we expected. We wanted to do one day. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's um, <laughs> it's a tough career to to do. Um, you know, especially before reality TV or <laughs> anything like that. It's yeah, not real it, lucrative. <laughs> no, it certainly wouldn't have been. So I'm glad it didn't pan out. Yeah. Well, I mean, did you have any early successes hunting for Bigfoot or any, uh, you know, relied upon techniques? Yeah. No, we just go up to the same hill, you know, every day and, yep, there's nothing. And have a snowball war or throw rocks at each other and go home. So. Well, but hey, you had consistency, which I think is an early sign of possible success. That that consistency <laughs> is key. So, <laughs> so uh, did you join then right out of high school or did you wait a couple years? What was your path like? Actually, one hour after I graduated high school, I was gone. Whoa, that that is one hell of a delayed entry program. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, I recall as I was walking up to get my diploma, my recruiter was standing off to the side and I could see him waiting. So. Yeah. Wow. So <laughs> what, what all did he uh, have to say? Did he have to tell any lies to get you to sign or you're, you pretty much knew senior year you're out of there. Yeah, I was, I was all for it. Uh, for me at first I was thinking the army, yeah. but then I always had a weak spot for the battleships of the Navy. For sure. Love the, so I was like, no, I got to try to get on a battleship. Nice. And that secured it. Yeah, yeah. It, a lot of times, I mean, recruiters, you know, they might kind of put put the bug in your ear one way or the other. But, you know, eventually people kind of come to their own decision. Or it's a draft, but you and I both avoided that, thank God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, all right, so then... Uh, what uh, what year is it then that you're joining? Because then there would have been three boot camps, right? Yes, so it was 89 when I joined. Okay. Yeah, so you had so. Orlando, Great Lakes, and San Diego? Yep, and I went to San Diego. Oh, lucky you. Is that where your A school was? So that's why they sent you there? Yes. Ah, okay. Yep. Loved it out there. Hey, who beautiful. wouldn't? Now, had <laughs> yeah. you ever been outside of Syracuse, or that was your first? Yes. Okay. No, I went down to Florida. Yeah, nice. I did the Disney World. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that was that was it. Just that uh, I did two trips before I graduated down to Florida. That was the only time I've left the state. Okay, but yeah, I mean, still, uh, yeah, you're seeing Orlando, so it's like, please don't send me to boot camp there. Been there, done yeah. that. You know, <laughs> I saw the better part of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, awesome! All right, so you get out to San Diego. Uh, you get through your A school of course. Uh, radio. Uh, yep, radio. Radioman, okay. And uh, do they put you on a ship? Is your does your wish come true, or how does that uh, work? So we put in our request because they gave us a sheet. You know, where would you like? So we had three choices, and mine was a battleship, battleship, battleship. Of course. And of course, at the completion of RMA, you know, our assignments are posted, and I'm going to an FF out in Newport, Rhode Island. Ah, okay. I was like, okay, it's a warship. It's not a battleship. And let's see what see what happens. Yeah, yeah. But okay, so you, you head back to the East Coast. Now, 
going back a little bit, did you choose Radio Men or the Navy says, we got something for you? Here you go. No, I chose it. Uh, from the ASVAB score, they laid out all jobs that I was qualified for for the exam. And after reading them, I was like, hmm. With radio, I talked about top secret material, top secret clearance. So, of course, yeah, and then it's like, oh, is this kind of like James Bond? Oh, you know, this could be interesting. So, yeah, I was like, yeah I'll take that. So, that's how I did it. Oh, nice. Okay. So, then you get back out to, uh, to Rhode Island. What's uh, two year orders then? Or, yeah, it was, well, it was actually we were assigned, well, I was assigned to the ship and if it didn't get decommissioned i could have stayed there the whole sea tour of four years oh okay but, which would have been great because i loved it i fell in love with it uh i was on the uss trip ff 1075 mm-hmm. uh, when i arrived it was building 1075 because as they say it was broke dick uh, yeah <laughs> finally got it operational and we were gone always out to sea so oh, that's... it was great well yeah especially i mean yeah, if you want to be on a ship, I mean, can't really beat it. <laughs> you nailed it. I need to be out there. Need to be out there. So, uh, so, yeah, you're out to sea. I mean, how, you know, did you hit any ports, or was it just out for training exercises? What was, oh, what was it like? We, uh, man, let's see. Well, we wound up doing uh, four counter-narcotic tours down in South America. So we head back over to the West Coast, went through the Panama Canal. All right. Uh, Getmo, Cuba, Puerto Rico, Aruba, Barbados, Bermuda, St. Thomas, Ecuador. And like I said, we were in and out over on the west side, so we hit Panama three or four times. Yeah. Uh, a lot down in the Caribbean and the tropics. So oh, that's it was, great. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Go through your uh, shellback ceremony? Yes, ma'am. All Certainly right. did. I bet. <laughs> What what is that like in the early eighties or late eighties, oh. early nineties? So we started out on the forecastle. Uh, ship was turned into the wind, and we were sprayed nonstop with the fire hoses until we were completely drenched. Then a little bit more, of course. And then of course it was great. We had to crawl on the non-skid uh. down the passageways. Yeah, that was fun. Ouch. And then it was an obstacle course of. Uh, just various crawling through the garbage, uh, swimming in, God, anything and everything, a mixture of uh, milk, coffee, soda, bug juice, Ugh. chunks of whatever they found thrown in there. So we snorkeled through that without the snorkel. Uh, special cases, you know, you're branded SC on your back, hanging out on uh, kind of like a cross. Yeah. And you whipped for a bit and then you'd present yourself to neptunus rex asked to carry on eating some of the most vile food that they could come up with Ugh. all good times <laughs> yeah you know hazing gets such a bad rap but like uh you know there's just some traditions you gotta gotta yeah. do it i have to I had to yeah I, I, I could, we had a couple guys that refused i'm like are you this is a once in a lifetime you gotta do this uh, yeah yeah what's what's going on you know i don't know modern day i'd see i would probably imagine more people are are doing that like, no i don't 
I'm special. I don't have to do this. But it's like, this is a rite of passage, like going down through centuries. I don't know if you notice, like some of our job titles, like machinist mate, everything ending in mate. It's borrowed from the British because like our Navy roots go back that far. Yeah, I... I was in the Navy, but I only drove small boats. I never got to be on a big ship, never got to do a shellback ceremony. It's like, oh, I'd have sorry. done it. That, that would have yeah. been awesome. You know, a lifetime of so pride. Yep. Yeah. And just like, I mean, I can remember a couple of my shipmates when, you know, they got their first uh, advancement. You know, tack that stripe on you. Don't, don't touch me. Don't hit me. Or Eastwas. No, no, don't, don't punch me. No. Don't hit me with it. No, there's a backing for it. So it's like, come on, this is something, you know, you'll be a part of history for God's sakes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I'll, I'll respect people's boundaries, but it is kind of like, ah, man, seeing that tradition just is, yeah. uh, yeah, it's sad. I think it, it was more important for me coming from a family of military. Oh so. yeah. Well, that, that's so, the thing. Like, I grew up on my dad's stories, and I'm just like, I cannot wait to kidnap people with warrant officers. Like, that was just my <laughs> conception of the military. Yeah, it was uh, it was great. I loved it. Yeah. Well, and especially, you know, I'm sure the commercials you had in the late 80s about joining the Navy, seeing the world, I mean, you really did that on your first tour. That's, yes. That's pretty awesome. I mean, from yeah. leave, from graduating high school and leaving for boot camp one of the same in a period of time to actually, you know, going out on your first, uh, first underway. I mean, how, how much time are we talking? Let's see. That was uh, June to December. I, I arrived out in Newport mid December. And then I would say maybe March. Oh man. Yeah. That's quick. To, so yeah. Yeah. I up to North Atlantic for some trials. Oh, that's that's fantastic. So, uh, you know, going through South America and all that, how long is that tour? I mean, six months, nine months? Uh, we were doing anywhere from four to five months for those. Okay. So we were in and out. We were swapping out with other ships with the, the different grid patterns that they set up. There's actually quite a, quite a number of ships involved with that. So that way it wasn't a, oh, God, you know, here we are and trying to catch some drug runners so nothing's going on so but they they pop us in different areas and then we go back to port for a bit okay come back out oh that's so. that's fantastic um and of course you're radio men i'm sure hearing all sorts of james bond top secret squirrel communications <laughs> oh yeah i had some good stuff come in yeah, it was pretty <laughs> cool it was good that's great so then he's like you said you were on two-year orders there so you had a, another duty station another ship after that yeah unfortunately we decommissioned in 92 okay uh, we sold sold the ship to the hellenic navy huh, which is unfortunate yeah and now well <laughs> if you check youtube it's on the bottom of the ocean at oh, space they... so i guess it. they're not very good sailors then huh who knew well, unfortunately uh when, when they were pulling out of Newport with our ship, we were watching them toss some of the firefighting equipment overboard. The P-250 dewatering pumps, things of that nature, we watched them get kicked over. And we found out down the road there was a main space fire and they couldn't yeah. put it out. Imagine and that. Wait, why would they for, so. throw that stuff over the side? Are they that? I couldn't tell you. Just, 
It's too much weight. Yeah. I can't even do. I can't even do the. Think of what the right accent would be for that AV. Yeah, uh, they... <laughs> I probably shouldn't. Probably shouldn't keep it. Keep it YouTube friendly. Uh, yeah, that that is just so disappointing because you have such great memories of that ship. Uh, you know, especially in your case. Now, obviously, you hear a lot of horror stories, especially like about the carriers, the USS Misery, the USS Enterprise, <laughs> the Shitty Kitty. You know, all these. <laughs> All these derogatory no names for these carriers, but you know, a smaller ship, you have a great time, it's a lot of fun, and then you just see someone take it over and they just totally fuck it up. Yeah, and it's gone. Yeah, it was uh, very upsetting. I mean, we we made some good friends with some of the Greek uh, sailors over there, and good. And it's like, what the fuck, guys? Come on. Yeah, don't you have a proud sailing history? What happened? <laughs> Did you not progress from that time? Because, <laughs> I mean, you know, between firefighting equipment and the Halon systems, it's like, I can't imagine how or what happened to it. Uh, that's so. just a shame. Now, did you stay in, in Rhode Island after that was decommissioned or... Well, sadly, I went to a weapon station, Earl Coltsneck, New Jersey, on an AE. Uh, anywhere in New Jersey, yeah. you're just like, <laughs> no. uh, you couldn't send me to Virginia? <laughs> well, originally, uh, my orders were to go to the Ticonderoga. Oh, nice. So Down in Norfolk. So I was like, oh, yeah, cruiser? Okay. Yeah. And something happened, and my chief was like, nope, you're going to Jersey. Mm. At first, I laughed. I was like, "Yeah, okay, chief, quit fucking with me." Yeah, because yeah. I was going to get three schools. Three schools were lined up, oh. so I was really happy. Okay. Nope, something happened above everybody else, and he's like, "Yeah, you're going to uh, Jersey." Uh man, that's. I don't want to say that's a fate worse than death, but that's kind of like. So was, I guess it, this is my only enlistment then. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I try to go with CS. I yeah. Mean, Yes. It was uh, the tour was great. You know, I, I made great friends, lifelong friends. Um, you know, I, I like the warship setup, being front line, not in the rear with the gear, so to say. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I mean, overall, it was it was a good ship. Jersey wasn't the greatest place. It's but, nothing's changed. So. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't think it ever will. I mean, it, it, no. it, it was a, just the fact of. The thought of going from an FF to a CG with all the schooling and then losing that for an AE, and that was pretty much the end of anything. Yeah, yeah. So. Now, when you're trying to go OCS, um, the, you, they still require a four-year degree back then. Were you going to go back to school, or what were the rules? Uh, no, we're going to be going back to school. Mm -hmm. So I was like, great, but mysteriously, that shit would disappear. Yeah, yeah, funny how that works. We, yeah, I think, God put like eight or ten chits in wow you're questioning it because you know navy regs no chit's gonna be uh, refused yeah you at least checked out and you'll know what happened but yeah no strangely no enough yeah yep. so they it sounds like they pretty much had made the decision for you you were certainly not going to be an officer <laughs> did they make the decision for you that you weren't going to re-enlist or that was ultimately your own well that was my own so it was funny because what happened, I getting close to the end. I was like, all right, well, I want to go to school. Yeah. Uh, let's go to college. So I submitted my GI Bill, got approved to a community college back home. 
seven days before I'm out, there's an opening at OCS. My divo informed me. I'm like, holy Christ, did he come down from heaven and just grant me something? Yeah, so yeah. So I was like, like, well, my 10 grand's gone. Are you going to give it back? He's like, of course not. I was like, no, yeah. of course not. Bye. Yeah. It's like, I'm grand in it. Sorry, I'm, I'm done. So Yeah, too little, too late. Unfortunately, it would have been great to spend more time, but. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I don't know. That first enlistment is, boy, that's the real turning point. People talk like 10 years. Okay, do you get in? Do you, you know, do you yeah. stay in? Do you get out? <laughs> Mixing up my verbs here. But, uh, but really, I think the tipping point for so many people is that first enlistment. It's that makes or breaks everything from there. Um, yep. Going back to community college, did you know what you wanted to study or just, hey, I, I'm only fresh out of high school. I'll get my gen eds done and see what happens. Nope, criminal justice. That's what I was going for. After our uh, counter-narcotics there, we actually pulled a few thousand pounds of cocaine off a freighter that we saved from sinking. Wow. So we right linked done. up with the coke car cutters. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> it was like, holy shit, guys, we're going back to Gitmo with this one. So it was... Uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. It's like, what do you do with the with the pot and stuff when you catch it? Well, we burn it. Okay, where's downwind? When exactly. Do where is it? <laughs> yeah. There's that incinerator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, after uh, we were actually we pulled in and they were doing their ops to get everything off and all that, and met a, a couple of feds down there, and they were just shooting the shit about this and that, and it sounded interesting, and one. Sure. Oddly enough, one was a federal marshal, and oh. it's like, huh, I didn't think you guys would be down here. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, and that got me really interested in becoming a federal marshal, but then, you know, all right, we got to get the degree and go from there. Yeah. So that, that kind of sparked it for me. Oh, that's great. So, all right, so you go back to community college. I mean, you're still a young guy, what, 23, 24 by the time yes. you get out? And yep. uh, going back to community college, do you... Was it, you know, straight to a four-year after two years, or what was your educational path like? Yep, so I went to the community college and knocked out all the bullshit basics. Uh, once that was uh, done, I went to uh, Onondaga Community College in Syracuse, transferred up to Oswego to pick up my bachelor's, and started looking for work. All right, so. how, how is the job search? I mean, because had you had even like a job during high school, any sort of civilian work? Or oh, yeah. been the, Okay. I was working, what I was doing uh, security work while I went to college. Okay. So the best part about that is coming from the Navy, I partied in various parts of this world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I know, <laughs> compared to the kids that I was you know, around, they're like, oh, we're hitting the bar Saturday. I'm like, cool. Yeah. Got to work. But, hey, that's great, man. You have a good time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, yeah, the local bar compared to, you know, doing shots down in Bermuda. It's like, yeah, not a big deal. I, it, it really is. Like I, I grew up in, uh, in California and I left there before I turned 21 and I never really went back and, you know, full blown alcoholic drinking all over the world in the <laughs> Navy and everything. And, uh, there, I met up with an old Navy buddy. This is like 10 years ago. We went to like one of the local bars that I remember hearing about as a little kid and like wondering what it looked like. And it was just like, wow, who cares? <laughs> and like, this is like when I'm still at the height of my drinking career. And it's like, yeah. I just couldn't be bothered. I just was not, didn't care. But yeah, I yep. get it. 
Um, <laughs> so how was the job hunt once you uh, had your bachelor's? How long did that take? Um, well, then I also met my ex-wife. Ah, okay. So, needs to say, uh, once I finished, she finished uh, two semesters before I did. Mm-hmm. And then, unfortunately, when I was supposed to graduate, the one class I needed was dropped due to something with a professor. Uh, so, I moved out to Rochester, but I had to commute back for one class to finish my degree. Jeez. So, yeah, How that expense. How long is that each way? Uh, eh, 45 minutes, depending on traffic. Oof. So, yeah, it was a 6 to 9 p.m. every Wednesday. Eh, at least so, they got it down to once a week. Yeah, so that wasn't too bad. Uh, finally, once I graduated, I uh, went out for uh, the Rochester Police Department. Mm-hmm. Didn't do well in the exam. Oh. Uh, I could handle my own, but I was like, holy Christ, the run's killing me. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, I guess I'm not not in the shape I used to be now. So. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I yeah, understand that. I, I yeah, I hear academies are just brutal. So I, I missed the run, so I was like, well, guess not now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wound up having uh, my daughter. Oh, very cool. Uh, so yeah, everything was spinning. I was working construction, and uh, then I worked for a friend of mine, mm-hmm. and he had a. Uh, uh, oh, cheaper What the fuck? Uh, bending company. Okay. So he sold the machine. So I mean, the money was good. Sure. Yeah, got a little bit on the books and got more under. So I was like, all right, well, it's not too bad. Yeah. And then things were kind of going sideways with the marriage. Mm. So moved out of Rochester, moved out to uh, Wayne County, up Newark, out this way. And uh, Clyde for a little bit at that time, and things totally went south. Mm. I actually got lo- locked in for a corrections officer position with the sheriff's department. Okay. But then the divorce came through, and working second shift, I was going to lose my daughter, they told me, so I withdrew. Ah, uh, jeez. Uh, yeah, and then it uh, went back to doing some construction and uh, bouncing on the side for some extra cash with some friends downtown Rochester again. Yeah. Having a good time yeah. partying. Of course. Eventually, everything worked out. Um, you know, my daughter's older now, and mm-hmm. I got back into law enforcement. So Fantastic. And then, and then that's how you know Ryan was through uh, corrections, right? Yep. Yep. Probation. Pro- yeah, probation. That's right. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he said that uh, you had a particularly good story uh, about uh, room clearing. Hmm. I'm not sure which one he's referring to, but uh, the one I think I think he's thinking of, we had a uh, training scenario where mm-hmm. uh, we had BOCI students come over. Okay. And they were able to play different parts. So at times they played the bad person, and uh, we had an individual who was being held hostage. Mm-hmm. So we had airsoft guns. That's how we were using six millimeter pellets. So we come up to the situation and the students got the gun to the other students said, yeah, I'm going to kill him, going to kill him. And I'm like, well, everybody calm down. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so for you, what's going on? You know, what the, what the fuck do you care? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, hey, just, you know, just trying to see what's happening. So just as she pulled the gun away, I decided to shoot her. <laughs> <with the air. laughs> 
So it was a good kill. It was a good hit. But my instructor, he's like, um, yeah, that's where we kind of withdraw and get a negotiator in here. We don't shoot them. <laughs> You're like, was, really? Uh, I was going to declare it mission accomplished. Everyone no. else in the stick looks good with this? <laughs> I was like, but we, we had, you know, the shot was there. The gun was up in the air a little bit, not near the person. It was a perfect opportunity. Go, yeah, no, no, we don't do that. So I was like, <laughs> Oh, okay. Man. Do I still Sorry. get a passing grade? <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, yeah, we had some good times with Ryan. Uh, oh, that's great. He did some clearance. So, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah. Anytime you get to play with Airsoft, it's like. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and it was great because, you know, we'd jump out the window, come around. The kids weren't thinking about anything like that and start tagging them from behind. And they're like, what the hell? And, yeah. yeah. All kinds of it's oh, definitely you, a little. Yeah, you guys get a little bit of practice with this stuff. You're creative. You think about it all the time. They're just kind of thrust it. Okay, you're going to do this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then they just get nuked. <laughs> you get <laughs> shot in the face. By... <laughs> yeah, it was great. Ryan did really well. He did good, too. Oh, I, you yeah. there, Barry. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, well, you know, you guys are training. I, I hope you know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, well, no. There's questions sometimes about some people, but of course, there. Yeah, there's always <laughs> always people you wonder about, and you know, maybe when the occasion arises, they will too. <laughs> um, and so, are you still uh, in probation, or? Yep. Okay. Still in probation. Awesome. I like uh, I like the fact of being able to help some people sometimes. You now I think back to when I was young, did a couple of stupid things, got in trouble, and oh yeah, bad choice. And so people the same way, you just need a little guidance. They do well. Others, uh, put them in jail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you put them in jail or, you know, you're probably seeing them again at some later date. Yep. Um, Repeat offense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and especially with New York, I mean, it seems like there's a lot more reoffenders running around out there. Is that certainly the case up your way? Oh, yeah. At uh, Bell Reform. Yeah. Yeah. Let's mount and annoying as hell <laughs> it sounds like it i mean did that really bump up your workload three years ago or what effect did it have uh, no actually it started to clear things there instead of some people need help plain and simple yep. but instead of giving them to probation they'd be like well you know what? here's a discharge a conditional discharge you don't do anything for six months slap on the wrist you're fry. and it's like this guy's got a mental problem he needs yeah. a little bit more help than that but but they don't see it that way. Amazing. No. Yeah. Sad. <laughs> yeah, that's disheartening. <laughs> Frightening, in yeah. fact, you might say. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, yeah, I was uh, I was on a train this morning uh, in, in between cars. You know, people aren't really supposed to go between the subway cars. They do all the time, whatever. And uh, I was looking outside, and there's a guy between the cars. He's, like, starting to disconnect the safety chains and uh he's smoking crack and just going like well we all saw what happened the last time a mob confronted uh, a crazy guy i'm just gonna tweet about it this is this is the best <laughs> i got uh, and i mean he put the chains back and he eventually got off the train but it's just kind of it's one of those things where it's like ah, i hope nothing happens because i got yeah. nothing we're all gonna die 
That's sad. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, well, especially New York City. I mean, we have bail reform and then high concentrations of mental patients. So we get to see a lot of winners every single day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, your your daughter, was she uh, ever interested in the military or did you steer clear of that? Nope. Zero interest, which I was like, yeah, hey, you know what? You figure out what you want to do. Go for it. Yeah. You know, if you're interested, awesome. If not, don't worry about it. Yeah. Figure out what you like. So I support her no matter what she wants to do. Good for her. So, yeah, she's doing well. She's actually, she's a college student. Uh, Fantastic. She's, yeah, uh, she is doing like uh, the stage hands for concerts. Oh, uh, okay. She's interested. Yeah, she likes, she's been on stage with, you know, the drama club, the singing, playing instruments, and she always had an interest behind it. Mm-hmm. Oh, now it's it's kind of cool. We go see a concert that she's working at. You know, she gets drumsticks, guitar picks, pictures of uh, various artists, and then she shows me all the electronics in the background, oh, all the sound. Yeah, yeah, she's making decent money, and she really loves it. So I was like, hey, go for it. Absolutely, yeah, yeah good for her. Yeah, it's yeah, you got to find stuff that you actually want to do, and yeah. uh, you know, life. Life's too long to avoid that for some some reason. Uh, <laughs> now, if you did know anyone younger who was thinking about joining the military, would you have any advice? I mean, for me, at that time when I went in, it was great for me. I wasn't uh, heading down the right roads. I was not a scholar by any means in school. Mm-hmm. Uh, spun me around 180 degrees and put me on the right path. Nowadays, uh, I've heard some stories of no, you can't yell at people. You can't grab them. Uh, you know, like our, the ghost locker. You know, you get called in there if you're not working for them. You're about to get your ass beat. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's straightened out a lot of guys that came out of the ghost locker. Absolutely. But you know, I hear you can't do that. So um, yeah, it's... you know, um, I don't know. I we could definitely yell at people. Uh... I mean, I hope so. I did all the time, but yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't touch them. It's just like, what? (laughs) You know, even, you know, even though when I was going through boot camp, it's not like they were hitting anybody or whatever else, but it just, when they, oh yeah, you know, the recruit division commanders, they can't touch you. What? That just sounded like crazy. It's like, well, yeah, aren't they supposed to be like whacking people if there's a, in, unsafe condition at least <laughs> like something exigent circumstances but nothing yeah. nothing of the sort yeah that's um, i mean that's disturbing due to the fact that you know, you're gonna go you may go against somebody and their intentions you know to maybe finish you and here we're worried about safe spaces and you know and it's like no you gotta understand if you're not used to the physical contact at times or you know getting mashed yeah <laughs> God help you, I guess. Right, right. Yeah, I, I kind of try to talk people out of it. I not that I run into too many people thinking about the military, but, uh, yeah. I mean, if it was like, oh yeah, you know, you're gonna run some training exercises, you know, like you did. I mean, great life experience. You go see and experience some different things, but, uh, you know, I've just seen so much poor leadership. You know, uh. Yeah, the chain of command is going to be a poor steward of 
the precious resource that is the uh, newly enlisted recruit that uh, yeah. I'd probably try and talk some people out of it unless they just had like a master plan of uh, where they wanted to go in life. And this was a good way to get uh, uh, an education voucher to attend a leftist indoctrination center or something. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm so yeah, it's, oh, oh, I mean, I'm, I'm off, you know what? You got to get hard on, you know, you, you have to have that person in your face screaming at you. Uh, and one of the worst days I remember when we were mashed, we did what they call Vietnam mm-hmm. in the showers. Now, pea coat on, raincoat on, uh, fall weather gear on, your cap and everything. All the showers are on hot only, so it's steaming in there. You're going in there, you get marched around and you're doing your push-ups in it. Ugh. They're just jumping the shit out of you and you're practically... <laughs> falling out as yeah. you just drink from just everything in there but you know to break you down you got to get built up and built up the right way and you know some of the things i've heard nowadays it's like you know you're not <laughs> you're not doing any of it no so, no it was it's just very very strange very strange yeah. and uh and sanitized uh, you know even when i was in it's not like i was you know hard, hardcore i was 2009 to 2013 and went back just got out of the reserves last year and the reserves are just a joke uh yeah yeah you know we did like a little bit of stuff actually for my two weeks one year they sent me to el salvador that was so cool yeah it was all my old navy buddies from active duty were down there it was great but then the last couple years we had covid so everything was online it's like this is bullshit who (laughs) what am i doing here this is crazy so yeah uh I, I hope the Navy can bounce back, but uh, I don't know. Peacetime Navy, this this are already this messed up. Who boy? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm glad it's part of my history, but I fear for the future. Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> I, yeah, you and me both. We got our time in while it was still good, and uh, you know, have those memories yes. and. Just kind of sit and bite our nails. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Yeah, but uh, so. awesome. Well, Al, I really appreciate you coming on. Do you have uh, any parting words or any stories that you wanted to share? Uh, geez. I mean, I don't know where to begin with some of them. <laughs> I mean, well, it depends on the statute of limitations, if you should or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank God, some of those have passed. So, but yeah. It, yeah, you know, thank you for having me on. You know, this was fun reminiscing and things like that. But yeah, I, I really hope that you know, uh, for veterans, if anybody needs help, that they can get it. Yes. I mean, that's huge, huge, huge with me. Um, my biggest—I won't even call it a pet peeve. It's just something that pisses me off—is hearing our veterans be cast aside for others. Yes. Others that have done anything for this country and obviously do not have to do anything for this country. Yeah. But uh, you know, I work with a couple of vets out this way. Uh, a couple I know, I'll stop when I see them out on the streets that they're homeless, and mm-hmm. uh, try to get them whatever I can. But being a vet back in the day, you're proud, and you know you're good to go no matter what, even when you're not. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, you know, if there's anybody that can, if they you know if they're hurting, get some help. You know, there's plenty of us that are still hurting that need help, and there's plenty of us that are trying to get those people squared away so yeah 
biggest thing for me because they're first and foremost. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm always amazed by the community that veterans can create. I I joined my local American Legion. The youngest dude there is probably still in his seventies. It's like, yeah, we're all on the same page. <laughs> oh yeah, it's yeah, uh, it's so funny how that works, and uh, I just. I love the community, and I think that's a great message too. Help your fellow veteran, and uh, yeah. I do you have? Uh, I mean, obviously, a good tip would be, hey, introverted veteran, get over it, start talking to people. But uh, do you have yeah. any uh, specific uh, organizations or, or tips for folks uh, looking to help out? Um, you know, just any if you know any vet offices out wherever you are, go to them. And you know what, you'll, you'll always have your dignity and you'll always be proud, but you know what, you could always just say, hey, the fuck. Yeah. Because, you know? <laughs> like I said, you know, it, it takes nothing away. And I think for some, it's going to be difficult because they may feel maybe like it's a sign of weakness, but it's not. That help makes you even 10 times stronger Absolutely. asking for that help. And no one would ever look down on anybody for it. Cause you know, sometimes this holy shit going sucks already, but yeah. You know, that burden doesn't have to be on you. There's others that'll help you with it. So. No, fantastic advice. And uh yeah, because we you know, as veterans, we were part of a team. We tackled things as a team. Nobody did stuff by themselves. Maybe they had something they were responsible for, but the overarching mission if that's what you're up against, you need need some more folks in your corner. Yep. And I got a bunch of guys that I'll talk to. Uh, actually, hopefully next month, I'm going to go back to Rhode Island and meet two of my brothers off the trip. We're out that way. So oh. it'll be a nice little reunion. Absolutely. I love hearing that stuff. That's great. Yeah, I've been trying to hook up. I just actually found my best friend. Finally, he put on Facebook a different name. He didn't oh. put his phone name find them of course and weirdly enough after a couple of navy sites I, I attached myself to i saw his photograph and i'm like what the fuck i'm like who the holy shit it's you yeah yeah i know so, so it's really good and uh, hopefully it works out so we can get together and the three of us will uh, reminisce go back to the base and, yeah. uh, see what it looks like oh, that's <laughs> that is so cool i i hope you have a great trip um, that sounds like an absolute blast. Uh, don't, don't relive the wonder years too much. Uh, and get picked yeah, up. I'm a little old for that now. Unfortunately, the body's hurting. So yeah, yeah. To do. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Well, Al, again, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. It's always so cool to, uh, chat up a, a shipmate and, uh, have a great trip next month. I'm excited for you. Thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I had a great time. Anytime. I'd love to do it again. All right, man. Yeah, sounds like a plan. I'll call you up on that favor. <laughs>